Welcome to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. My name is Heidi Bartolotta. I'm your host. In this podcast, you will hear real women, real stories, and real inspiration. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. Making Six Figures, I'm excited to share this interview with you. I really think that Brie is going to, number one, touch your heart. And I think you'll learn a lot of business lessons that you maybe already know, but she'll talk about them in a little bit of a different way. And for those of you that are in the service industry, this is an especially good podcast. So welcome to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. Thank you, Brie, for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I want to start out with a very short snippet of what led you into beauty. Okay. So originally I wanted to be a nurse because I love, I've always loved taking care of people. Um, I was on my own from a very young age and I had to make money quick. So going to cosmetology school back in the day when I did... (laughs) was cheap and I could get it done quick. And then I was able to um, work my way through going to actual college to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. But I ended up falling in love with it and I just couldn't walk away from the chair. And I found that what I was looking for, um, which was caring for people and making people feel good, Mm -hmm. I accomplished behind the chair. So I stuck with it. So did you start out doing hair or what was that progression? Um, So I started behind the chair, Mm -hmm. and I kind of just stayed there. I didn't—I looked into nursing school. It was really expensive, Mm -hmm. and it was really hard to get into, and I was just working so much with my clients, and I found that I loved making them feel good and doing their hair. When you say that you— got behind the chair and you stayed behind the chair. Mm -hmm. Did you do other things? Because obviously, you know, the name of this podcast is Moms Making Six Figures. And I know that you did that and you did it relatively quickly. Yeah. But did you augment with other parts of the beauty industry in order to get your income up quickly? Yes, I did. So I wasn't just working behind the chair. I also worked for MAC for a long time. So I had makeup as a background. Mm -hmm. I was doing weddings on the side to generate revenue. Yeah. Um, And really just making a lot of connections in the beauty industry and all different sides of the beauty industry, I Mm -hmm. think really helped out a lot to generate that revenue. I actually worked for a company for a long time. Um, I was wanted to have babies and I was a commission employee. So Mm -hmm. I kind of had to make extra money in other ways and weddings was a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really didn't see like my biggest jump in income Mm -hmm. until I became my own independent business. Mm That's interesting because I think that a lot of times we think, especially when we're younger, and I remember feeling this way, that, oh, I'm going to do just this thing and get really good at just this thing. And I think that over the years, and you're younger than me, over the years, it's almost required that you're more flexible and do things maybe that are in the same vein, but a little bit different. And I also think it makes you a broader person in your industry, like you were just saying. Mm -hmm. So tell me, um, you're behind the chair, you're doing weddings and makeup. 
when did you end up just behind the chair? Because I know that when you and I were talking, you do very, very well financially. <sighs> and it's mainly just behind the chair now. Yes, so, it is only behind the yeah. chair now. So yeah. what, what, when did that happen? How long into your career did that happen? So actually, from the start, I was... It took me a while to get to that point. I didn't hit six figures mm-hmm. until I had actually had my son, mm-hmm. and I went from working commission into then owning my own business. Um, Interesting. So I think that I stayed behind the chair when I was only in business for myself. Yeah, I was able to price myself in an area that allowed, and I was busy enough, I was hungry enough mm-hmm. to really do the networking and the promoting that I needed to do through social media, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Instagram was a very big tool. Mm-hmm. And then also creating referral programs and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I had enough buzz and enough desire to grow my business because it was just me. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's when I hit six figures Mm -hmm. was when I was behind the chair only only for myself. And I think what really pushed me to that point to only being behind the chair was just having enough client revenue coming in Mm -hmm. um, to where I couldn't even do a wedding because I was going to have to charge so much money. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. I it, I would lose money by going on site and doing a wedding as opposed to being behind the mm-hmm. chair and working on clients. So there's a couple questions I want to ask you in that. So okay. I think that probably for our listeners, they're thinking, okay, so how did you use social media? What mm-hmm. did that look like for you? Because social media obviously is huge for all of us nowadays, but for someone like you that is building really an independent business and yeah. How did you use it? Because I've watched you, and I think that you use it a little bit differently than I've seen other people. You're not—so talk about that. What did you do in social media that you think really helped to bring in the clients, the kind that you were looking for? Okay. That's a good question. (laughs) To be honest, I don't like social media. (laughs) I I fall into the (laughs) same kind of— negative pattern that a lot of people fall into, which is comparison and you feel like not good enough and all of that. So I look at social media purely as just my business tool. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do is really just show who I am Mm -hmm. and then my clients that I naturally will want will come see me because they relate to that. Mm -hmm. So I'm a mom. I show my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm really nerdy. So I talk about the things that I like that are nerdy, which is like Harry Potter and Star Wars. (laughs) And then I also like love baking. So I put that on there. You Mm -hmm. know, I try really hard to just show my authentic self Mm -hmm. um, and talk about the things that I really believe in. So like client care, going back to why I even do this, Mm -hmm. I love making my clients feel good. Mm -hmm. So I like that to be translated in my posts you know like yeah I don't look at my clients as like just money Mm -hmm. like I truly love learning about their families and learning about you know what they're going through Mm -hmm. and making those connections makes me feel really good Mm -hmm. so 
I want to make them feel as good, and I try to put that out there. Yeah. That's interesting because when you and I were talking before, we, we were kind of talking about this. People get very vulnerable yeah. when they're sitting in your chair. And I think oh, it's because yeah. it's an extended period of time. Oh, yeah. And it's just the two of you. And mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, how many of us get, you know, two hours one-on-one yeah. with someone anymore? It doesn't yeah. happen that much. Mm-hmm. But they do get very vulnerable. Absolutely. I I mean, I've cried with my clients. I've laughed with mm-hmm. my clients. I mean, you get, you build these very deep relationships mm-hmm. and it's, it's a really awesome thing. And it's not just for them, but it's also for me, you mm-hmm. know, like having my client come in and share a really awful experience or happy experience and I can relate or I learn something and we celebrate together or sometimes we hug and cry together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like almost like therapy. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of like therapy. Yeah. Yeah, it is therapy. Yeah. And honestly, like it helps me through hard times too, because maybe I hear a perspective that I didn't hear before and yeah. it will kind of like check a negative thought I had or bring to light something I never thought of, you know? So I really, that, that's a huge part of why I do what I do. Yeah. And I feel like because, because I genuinely feel that way, my clients can can feel feel that. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of things that you said in that though, that I really love for our listeners. One is that you hate social media, but (laughs) but, but you use it very effectively. Thank you. And you struggle with the same things that everyone else does, which is comparison. And it's, it's interesting because I was having this conversation with a small group of women just in this last week where it's like, we look at social media and all of us know that it makes us feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real. Yeah. And yet we all still look at it. 1000%. So when you can look at it through the lens of, okay, this is what I'm going to use it for. And this is how I'm going to use it and Mm -hmm. kind of pull yourself back to, this is a business mechanism Mm -hmm. for me. Um, It's probably a really healthy thing, right? Yeah. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. It's not like, oh, got it. This is how it is all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll look at someone killing it on their social media and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. Like, mm-hmm. why am I not doing enough? Yeah. And then I'll have to close it out and walk away and be like, no, I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and this brings up another interesting topic in the not doing enough. So you are a mom of two mm-hmm. children, two young children yeah. that require a lot. And, yeah. <laughs> um, as moms and working moms and successful mm-hmm. working moms, I think we always are in that there's always this, like, I'm not doing enough for my children because yeah. I have such a focus over here in a successful business. So let's talk about that. How do you oh, yeah. how do you deal with that? How do you address the that? The guilt. How do I deal with the mom guilt yeah, yeah. that every working mom Has. feels? Yeah. 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 Um, I... On, I <laughs> I communicate very honestly with my kids. Yeah. I think that that, this is something I'm very, very, like, is a very sensitive subject for me because, you know, like, your kids need you. They need you emotionally 24-7 and then. And physically, too. Emotionally and physically. Yes. And, I mean, I've gotten the, you know, from my son, like, mom, why aren't you home? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you working late? From my daughter, oh, I really wish that you were going to be home today, you know, and it's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm honest with them and I tell them, like, hey, I'm working really hard trying to build us 
a future. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really lucky that I have a partner who supports me and is equally as in it as I am. Mm-hmm. And he supports that with my kids too, you know? And so yeah. as business opportunities arrive, my kids are actually my biggest cheerleaders. You know, That's my awesome. kids and my partner, like my husband, they're very much like, you're going to do so good. And I share them with this experience, you know, and the kids yeah. are like, oh, you're going to be on a podcast, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Isn't it fun, though? Yeah. So the communication is a big thing with you, yes. I've realized. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, so I want to ask you this question. One of the things that we were talking about is mm-hmm. in this economy, yes, people are definitely getting hit. And yeah. I asked, how is that impacting your business? Yeah. And you said something that I haven't heard a lot of people say, which is, it's not really impacting my business. I'm just shifting a bit because yeah. I have such great communication with yeah. my clients. Yes. So talk to me about that because I think a lot of business owners are very fearful mm-hmm. to have the direct conversation about payment yeah. and people. Especially get, in the service industry yes, yeah. where we solely rely on the income of our clients. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, the biggest thing is just not being afraid to talk about money. So when someone comes in and I'm giving my consultation, because you give a consultation every time someone sits in your chair, whether they're repeat or not, Mm -hmm. um, I ask them, so what are we looking at today? What are you feeling like you want to do? And I ask a lot of questions, and I can kind of feel by how they respond where they're at. You know, Mm -hmm. if they're like, oh, well, I kind of just want to do a little bit and, you know, Most of the time, my clients are pretty honest with me because we already have that open communication. So Mm -hmm. they might say, oh, we're a little tight this month. And instead of me being like, oh, I'm like, all right, girl, no problem. I can do this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. and this will take you 10 more weeks. We can push out your appointment 14 instead of 8. Like, we can do these things to adjust your appointment. Right. So— you're basically getting the best you can get. Right, with what you're able to spend. Exactly. And I also tell them, like, hey, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. My goal is not to take your money. (laughs) Right. My goal is to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, I want you in my chair. Yeah. No matter what I want to make, I want to make this happen. So you probably really don't have an issue with retention. No. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Which also is, because if someone is not feeling me, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, you know, as a stylist, we know when you're connecting and when you're not connecting. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not connecting with a client, that's okay. Yeah, I send them to my. I friends. was going to say, do you refer them out? And you oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I want my person in my chair to feel one thousand mm-hmm. percent, not a hundred, a thousand. And so, if they're not feeling like that with me. Sending them to someone who I know will make them feel that way mm-hmm. is the direction I go. Yeah. It's an interesting it's interesting to talk it through because as someone that sits in someone's chair, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've had those that you can tell are trying to just make money on you. You mm-hmm. feel it as a yeah. client. You feel it. And then those that are really concerned about just helping you to get whatever it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I feel like it's the rare one, honestly, mm-hmm. that is actually concerned about it. And 
you know, it's interesting hearing you talk about it. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I would never have said that before having this conversation. But yeah. So we talked about clients and children. Let's talk a little bit more um, about your business and kind of how you feel in your business right now. Mm -hmm. So with things shifting, you seem very secure in your business as a whole. Is that an accurate statement? I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting to me because I've had a few conversations with other people that I would not say that that is the same thing. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about future. Like, what are you? I know that you're about to do a course. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. And actually, the course that I'm developing is directly related to client communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's called client connection, mm-hmm. and it is basically a way for people to secure a clientele mm-hmm. in a situation like this, or how to build a clientele when you're just building. Like I moved here to Idaho two years ago, mm-hmm. and I am already in a very comfortable position and it's because I work very hard on my client connection and there are specific ways to open lines of communication and to make that connection strong it's it's it matters how you do it yeah Yeah. so I'm guessing that we're going to be tagging your Instagram yeah and I'm guessing people can probably request or sign up for information there yes absolutely can Okay, so the questions that I always ask my guests are, um, when you hit six figures, yeah. do you remember when that happened? Yes, And I how did that do. feel for you? What was that like for you? Well, um, I said, let's talk about money, so I'm going to be very transparent. Yeah. <laughs> so it was when I went in business for myself, and the salon owner that um, I was working in her space, mm-hmm. did like a review. And she sat me down after my first month and she said, this is what you made in one month. And I bawled. I had brought in $20,000 in service revenue in one month. I cried my eyes out. I could not believe it. It was just like, I didn't even know I could do that. And I had just been so focused on like, doing the business, getting the business going and being in it that I didn't even realize I had made that much money. Mm -hmm. So then at the end of my first year in business and after all my P&Ls, my profit loss, Mm -hmm. after doing all of that, making well over six figures, Mm -hmm. I was honestly, I was shocked. (laughs) I didn't even realize I had done it, you know, or that I could do it. Mm -hmm. I just kind of stayed focused and moved forward. I didn't look at the numbers every single day like, oh, this is this is what I need to make. Mm -hmm. It was more focused on each individual client Mm -hmm. at a time. And I think that's how I did it. And that's yeah, it was um my son was like a year old, so it was like six and a, six and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. So you were in a that that year old time frame is super yeah. crazy too. Yeah. So not only did you have a young child, but mm-hmm. you had started a business. So yeah. were you proud of yourself? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. Like I didn't ever. I didn't ever picture myself making that kind of money behind the chair. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really know it was possible. Mm-hmm. And um, 
a big reason why I feel I was so successful in doing that too was the culture that I was surrounded with. Mm-hmm. Like that's this the the women I worked around were so amazing and so inspirational and everybody loved what they were doing and so it was very easy to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's so different when you're in a culture yes. where people are upbeat and passionate and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that bad things don't happen they just deal with it differently yes. when the culture is that mm-hmm. way yeah absolutely so the other one is books or podcasts mm-hmm. or both and do okay. you have one that you typically recommend to people okay so i like to listen to funny podcasts or okay. murder podcasts okay <laughs> But the book that I would say helped me the most mm-hmm. is called The New Gold Standard. Ooh, I haven't heard of that it's one. It's actually about the Ritz-Carlton. And New it's Gold all Standard. about customer service. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Tell me what it did for you. What was it about that book that really impacted your business? So because I always am focused on the client, uh-huh. I wanted to give the client the best service I can give. Yeah. And the Ritz-Carlton is known for customer service. Yeah. They're known for being the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to read how they did that, how uh-huh. they accomplished that, how they create their wow moments, which is what they talk about in the book. Yeah. And I learned a lot. And it was very helpful breaking down simple little tasks, the smallest gestures Mm -hmm. make the biggest difference. And so I learned a lot of that from that book. That's awesome. Yeah. It directly impacted my business for sure. So last question. Okay. Anything that I didn't ask you that in your story or your business journey, you think would be really impactful for someone that's listening? Yes. (laughs) so um I don't know how I want to say this (sighs) okay so coming from where I came from which is where um I had to take care of myself at a very young age so I think um I never thought I would be able to be a successful strong, confident business owner mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that I just... You never saw it modeled. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And um, so you can, <laughs> I guess, is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you never had growing up mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, you can do it if you believe in yourself and you never stop trying, Mm -hmm. I think is the biggest thing. Don't give up and don't stop trying. Mm -hmm. And I would say never stop learning. Oh, exactly. Which you obviously I believe in that firmly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. This was really great. I (laughs) really appreciate your time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. To learn more about Moms Making Six Figures, head over to momsmakingsixfigures.com. That's right, momsmakingsixfigures.com.